Hello and welcome to Mind and Money Show, where we talk all things mindset, money management and our entrepreneurial journey. Along the way, we're going to throw in some amazing guests for good measure. I'm Shane Highland. I'm Gareth Shears. This show is going to change your life and teach you skills that school never taught you. Boom. So that was a uh, good episode uh, last week. Matt Jones. I didn't expect Matt to be that way, not knowing him before. And the way he opened up was amazing. And we can chat about that, I suppose, at a later um, date. And also his knowledge in knowing um, when to when to get out of a business rather than hanging on for ages. It was it was it was really powerful. Um, listening to yeah, it. no, I, I agree. I think I've kind of followed Matt's journey uh, for quite a long time, and you know, from his S three days to kind of where he is now, and you know, he he was a disruptor. He is a disruptor. Uh, he likes to kind of push the boundaries, and I think that came out. I think that came out pretty clear. And you know, yeah. it, he was kind of he is no nonsense. There's no kind of, there's nothing hidden there. I think that's what's great that kind of came out on the podcast, really. We hear a lot about um, being directionally correct and all that in business, but he he seems to have been spot on. He has been learned harsh lessons along the way, as he said, and, and has been unsuccessful in the past, but he's learned all of those lessons. He's taken them all on board, and he's been really, really... Um, powerful in in going forward with his business and and as he said saying things that may not have always been 100% accurate but they weren't incorrect um, and and pushing the business and driving it and having a real um, power power drive to to be successful um, and it seemed not only for himself but also for his family his children his potential future grandchildren there is a long term drive in that which was um not expected from me uh, for that to come out. No, I, I, I think I, I, I wasn't sure what we were going to get actually. Um, but you know, I think I think we both said at the end it kind of blew us away really because he he was very open and candid and yeah, like you say, you know, he did um did push the boundaries. You know, probably overegged the pudding on a few things. But you know, did it hurt anyone? No, it didn't. You know, it, like. And he built a successful business, and he and he exited, you know, at probably quite a young age, I guess, by his own admission. Um, and you know that business is still going, you know, it's still going from strength to strength. But he kind of felt it was his time to kind of go and 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 go to the next step. That's a big move. That is the big thing that came out on on the first part of it. That it it would have been maybe easier for him to stay in there to take a um, an income from that for many, many years to come and then go off into the sunset like many people do um, later on in life. But for him to um, know when the right time was to go and as he said, and he got very emotional to sell something that he created from the very, very beginning was emotionally um, difficult to do. So I've been thinking about it. I, I, I've listened to all the other podcasts, right? I absolutely love them. And that's the reason why I'm on you with you. Uh, and I think you're authentic and genuine, so I'm going to be too. And um, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. It's not easy. And as I said in the very beginning, really, I was grieving. Um, and also, I felt like I lost my identity a bit. That sounds a bit stupid, but I felt like I lost my identity a bit, right? And um, 
some of these people, mind I've been working with every day for like the best part of 10 years, seeing them every, all the time, right? And uh, so that was one of the things that affect me. And also lots of things, lots of things in my past, you know, recent years, things I'm not happy with myself or whatever. So I, I've had some dark times, right? But the big thing that Matt did knows and it comes out a lot when we chat to uh, business people um, is he knew his numbers he was very very um, uh, adamant that he knew when to get out he he corrected me he, he did he say um, sell on the way up and not when on, on a plateau or on the way down he knew when he wanted to get out he knew his numbers for his kids and grandkids and he was gone and as as he said um he it wasn't a, it wasn't a quick process even with a, a management buyout and how many people in business do not know their numbers and do not um, account for their lifestyle and do not um, account for the length of time that it actually takes to sell the business. Yeah, massively. I mean, it's something we talk about all the time, and I think I think there's this big myth that you can literally sell a business overnight, and people need to kind of check themselves when they think that because you can't just put your business on the market like it's a house and it's going to sell in a couple of days and six weeks time you complete on it you move in you get your keys it's a totally different process because your business is um, only going to be really worth something if it can survive without you in it you know, if you are the sole person who makes that business tick, and if you were taken out of it for even a day, it will kind of fall over. You don't really have anything you can kind of sell. But Matt had built a team up around him, and that's why management buyer probably worked the best for him, because he, he had built up that team. He knew his numbers. He knew what he wanted out of it and what would kind of set him up and his family, and for him to go again then as well, because like he said, he... He had started the process with Masoa before he had exited as well. So he kind of knew that his next game plan was there. Yeah. And, that, and that's a big thing as well. He wasn't just going to down tools, retire in his 30s. Um, you know, he, he, but he knew his numbers. And I think that's the big thing. I think people think about kind of exiting a business, but don't know their numbers. How much is enough? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I found a, a quote uh, last week after it, a what. Jonathan Swift, I think a wise person should have money in their head and not in their heart. And that that was very, very evident with Matt when he said, I've put into trusts X amount of, pe- X amount of money for each of the children. And it's different amounts of money because they're of different ages so that they should all receive the same amount if the returns on each portfolio go. And if, if, if one is three or four years um, longer, there's less money to put in. And for somebody to understand that level of planning for children is is the first time I've come across it with, with somebody that didn't get us involved. You know, he, he knew what he was doing. You know, if I need to put something in for 15 years, I need to put this amount of money in because it'll grow to this amount. If, if it's for 17 years, I need to put a bit less in because it'll be for longer. So he, he absolutely knew his numbers. And um, the other thing that, that was striking was that he said he worked hard and he worked long hours and there was a lot of travelling to London and, and shaking lots of people's hands and stuff like that. But with four kids and a fifth on the way, you could sense that there was a requirement to enjoy the family and have a lifestyle. And by doing this 
allowed him to set himself and his family up financially and find uh, we know Masoa is, is on the way but it allowed him to spend the time enjoying the family and he mentioned about his boy and the and the, the the mountain bikes and stuff and he can now go as a young father and go and do those things and watch the kids and the, as i said the whole the whole um chat with him was really powerful that he had he had his plan he drew up his plan like we always say he has devised a process and like we say the end thing is the products he he put the money into the products that were relevant but made the plan um well before talking about the products themselves it was it was it was really really good listening to him and, um yeah could could do a lot more listening to to him yeah i think i think it's uh, i think it was a good lesson that one particularly um for any kind of business owner who was sort of on the on the up curve um at the moment and looking to potentially exit that you know get get things in line get yourself organized get a good plan in place, get the right people around you. I think that's another thing. You know, Matt would have surrounded himself with the right people when he was coming to the kind of exit. And um, I think that's what people, they try to do it all themselves. You know, he, he had a good management team around him as well in S3, which allowed him to be able to do the management buyout then. You know, it's a, it's a big thing. And I think it's something that we've tried to... Um, push forward with a lot of our kind of company owner clients business owners to make sure that they're kind of heading in the right direction because it is that bare head in the sand situation sometimes with selling the business and you kind of go right that's it I've had enough I want to get out but you've made no plan whatsoever and you know it, it, it like I think Matt said it took potentially 12 months I think you know I think if you're looking to sell you're probably looking three years potentially yeah. to get things yeah. in place if you didn't have a structure in place as well yeah. to make sure you've got a management team in place and it can function without you there you know it's got to have that ability that if you go out to the business for a month or whatever it's not going to kind of fall down around you and the people can make those decisions yes you may have to make some decisions at a high level but that's pretty standard for any kind of business owner but that's what it's got to do and what percentage of your time is spent in the business what percentage of your time is spent with the family and they should they should interlink and the lifestyle should be relevant to enjoy the family life and and far too many people i think don't have that and the the the, the bigger percentage of the the pie is spent on the business and it shouldn't and there will always be an excuse not to get out um you know there'll always be excuse when it comes to money to saving whatever it may be if somebody's in their their 20s they're they're just out of uni and there's a lifestyle if they're in their 30s it's children in a new house if they're in the 40s it's a bigger house if they're in their 50s it might be the need to help their children financially in uni so whether you own the business or not and and having to wanting to give up that regular recurring income from the business there's never going to be a right time to get out because there will always be an excuse well I'm going to hold on till then till then doesn't exist and for, for Matt to basically crunch his numbers know his numbers walk off into the sunset cash in all his chips set himself and his family up for life start a new business and enjoy his lifestyle is um, is very uh, commendable If, if it, it's just a shame that we we can't portray that to the other people we we chat to regularly because they as you said they have this concept that they can sell uh, when, when, when they think they've had enough they can sell the business in five minutes and we all know 
we will all value our own business at more than what potentially it is worth because it's our business. Exactly, because there's an emotional attachment to it, isn't there, sometimes? And I think you've got to, like you say, you've got to step away from that and actually go with what the head says, not the heart, when it comes to that. Um, Like you said with the quote, um, I I think there's some... there's some big lessons from that. I think there's a lot of lessons from this podcast and like we've kind of talked particularly about knowing your numbers in this one and, and we will do another episode where we'll talk a little bit more about some other things that Matt kind of said as well. Um, but knowing your numbers is a big one for us and we go on about and we're going to keep going on about and we're going to keep banging the drum about getting your business plan to align with your financial plan um, because so many people have a brilliant business plan and we've known that we've we've got our questionnaire which goes out there and loads and loads of business owners have answered it and it's the same old result that the business plan is virtually there 75 to 100 percent nailed on but actually the things around their personal financial plan with their protecting their family you know getting their investments right you know getting their tax efficiency right is actually really really poor because they forget about it but you you've got to get them both aligned We've seen how many times have we seen when people come in looking for help, uh, business owners, and this can be, you know, the two man business or the the two hundred man business. They they have the correct figures. They know their income. They know their expenditure. They know the cost of everything. They 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 sit down on a quarterly basis and crunch the numbers with a professional, usually an accountant. They know what profit margins are looking to to achieve. They know at the beginning of the year what they want to hit. They put a a financial plan in place to hit these numbers and. They have all that, and when they when they close the door of the building in the business and switch the light off, something happens because they don't do much of that with their own personal life, and it it's no different. It is just substituting business plan um, or bus- the word business for personal in terms of financial plan, and far too many don't do that, and they are absolutely superb with all of the business stuff, but the personal financial plan. It, just gets put to the wayside and as you said it needs to complement each other and work in harmony to use as many of the the tax efficient means possible and whatever it may be so that when the day comes that the individual or the couple want out it is a smoother pro- uh, process to to transition over from the selling the business or getting out to living their lifestyle as we've seen with Matt you know it, it wasn't the smoothest of processes he got out early but it would have taken a lot longer if he didn't know his numbers and he didn't have a management buyer it was only the 12 months because he, he knew those two important things so that is a major major thing that people need to do is is sitting down and working out with the likes of us their plan what do they want to achieve when do they want to achieve it how much do they think it will cost? And then working backwards to try and put the process in place to achieve those dreams. Yeah, and uh, and I think the, the the thing that a lot of them miss as well is they, they, you need to look at what's important to you. If you've got a young family, if something happens to you, and it does happen, people kind of bury their head in the sand. You could walk out of the building, get knocked over by a bus, and that's the end of it. Is your family taken care of? Have you got the relevant security in place? Because if you are that business and you get knocked over by that bus, what happens? Is your partner going to jump in and and take over? You know, you know, wife, husband, are they going to jump in and try and take over the business which they know potentially nothing about? They haven't got the skill set you've got. Yeah. So 
that is one of the key things, and they forget about that. We they're brilliant at protecting the business. They love PI insurances. They love public indemnity, other public indemnity insurances. They love insurances that if someone slips on their premises, that they're covered. But they actually cover the most important things, and this is the same old adage. It's not just in business. This happens in in day to day life. You know, we insure our mobile phones, we insure our bike, we insure our our lovely little dog and our lovely little cat. But we forget about the most important things, which is generally our family and us around us, and they are the ones we've got to protect. And this is exactly the same in business. Are they constantly striving to to make more and more profit on a regular basis without thinking of anything else? And as as we said. To Matt, money doesn't bring you happiness, and he, he fully admitted that. You know, the day that the, all of that money landed in his bank account, he said he didn't feel you know euphoria and all that. It was like, oh, what am I going to do now? And it didn't make him much happier. You know, it, it with with all of that money brings, I suppose, more fears, pains, and all that. Um, but it doesn't it doesn't make you happy. It gives you, as we keep saying, the the, the freedom to do things. But that can only be achieved like anything else in life. It can't be done immediately. If somebody wants out of a business or whatever it may be, we need to sit with them, know their numbers and know their plan. Um, Because, as you said, everyone's going to be different. Everyone will, will have different needs, wants, wishes, desires in life. Someone might like to go to the Masters and like to go to Monaco. They're going to need a lot more money going forward than somebody who just likes to sit around a lake and fish so it's all relevant to the, to the individual and knowing each individual number for each person Thanks for listening and if you enjoyed this episode then please subscribe and remember to follow us on social media for more content